When we are honest, we realize that the world is often dull and boring. We can give in to that reality by beginning to believe that we are dull and boring. Welcome to the Spiritual Father Podcast. I am Father Adam Carrico, and this homily was recorded on February 9th for the 5th Sunday in Ordinary Time, 8.30 a.m. Mass at Ascension Catholic Church, Louisville, Kentucky. As always, thank you for listening. Enjoy. I will admit, I spend an inordinate amount of time thinking about oxidation. You heard me right. Oxidation. The chemical process in which a metal uh, left to the elements will um, begin to, to really break down, ultimately, is, is what the process is. It's the oxygen and the, the air, obviously, or the water, uh, will affect most metals. Rust is the most common form of oxidation, the one that we uh, deal with most often. And it turns out I'm not the only one who thinks an awful lot about oxidation. The U.S. Navy in 2019 spent $3 billion on rust, not producing it, getting rid of it obviously. Three billion dollars, and that's just the Navy. Now, don't get me wrong, the Navy's huge. There's a lot of ships, but that's not including all the ships. There's fishing vessels, there's cruise ships, there's, you know, oil tankers, all kinds of other vessels that also have to deal with rust. It's a common problem. It's the reality that our world can begin to tarnish or dissolve something that's just left out in the elements. It makes us wonder, I think, what part of our lives also are being oxidized and we may not even kind of recognize it. But I don't really think about rust as often as I do tarnish. And tarnish affects brass in a very particular way. The antique dealers like to call it a patina. Leave it to the antique dealers to make money off of laziness, I think. Now, don't get me wrong, I love antique dealers. They, uh, they uh, supply my habit. I, I love candlesticks and I love shining candlesticks and that one obviously needs a little bit of work. When I first shined a piece of brass, it was a brass doorknob. And immediately, almost, well, almost immediately, after I shined that brass doorknob, someone told me, Adam, you've taken away all value. The patina, the patina, which is a fancy word for rust, essentially. The patina is gone. It has no value left. The patina is that which we can step back and say, oh, isn't that nice? It's so old. We'll just put it on the shelf and forget about it and tell ourselves that it's nice because it's old and tarnished with a nice patina. It's really not a nice patina, right, by the way. And it's not that every piece of brass needs to be polished, but to say that it loses all its value 
by polishing it, I think doesn't make sense, especially if we're talking about things that are meant to go in a church. This also happened, this reality of being told, Father, you're taking away all value, happened when I was at St. Boniface. Now, St. Boniface has all kinds of old stuff that I loved to polish all the time. And people would say, Father, you're taking away all the value. To which I would respond, those German immigrants who came to America 150 years ago and built St. Boniface with the little money that they had would not look at these candlesticks and say, you're right, they should look like that. No, I'm pretty sure they would rather have put the work in to make sure that they remained polished. Polished, sort of like, drum roll. Don't touch that, by the way, unless you have your tetanus shot. There's this. Alexandria, don't be too uh, distracted by the shininess, okay? Yeah, don't, don't touch that. It's dangerous. It takes a little bit of work, and to some, I've removed all value. But the reason that things that belong in the church should be shiny is that all of these little details, all of the little elements in there, they reflect light. The light from the candle is multiplied by all of these little shiny bits. And that's sort of the way we are, I like to think. The world, the world wants to tell you that you're this. Dull, boring, tarnished, and that that's the best you're gonna be. It's best just to leave it alone, don't worry about doing the work, it's just, just be that. That's the best you can be. Where God wants you to be more like this. We are called in our gospel today to be salt and light. Light reflects. We aren't the light itself. We don't produce our own light. We reflect the light of Christ. And so by buffing ourselves up a little bit, by doing the spiritual work, by giving to others, by being kind and open, we make ourselves capable of reflecting that light. Salt, I have it on good authority. Alice, she didn't expect that, did she? Does salt, do you actually eat salt by itself? No. What does it do? It makes everything taste better. Yeah, it's better. Yeah. So don't eat salt by itself. Alice knows. She has a cookbook. And then some. Salt you add to food, I'm told, by the professionals. It adds flavor. It doesn't actually, you don't want to taste the salt itself. It makes the food more flavorful. When the world is dull, because, I mean, if we're honest, how many of us how many out there are just kind of bored? I mean, the world is just kind of boring. We do the same things over and over and over again, trying to distract ourselves most of the time, when really 
so many of us are just kind of bored. Salt is meant to add flavor. The Christian life isn't meant to be boring. In fact, it's meant to be life and then some. It's meant to be flavorful. It's meant to be light. It's meant to reflect joy and happiness and goodness. That is what we are called to be. The, the best of the best and then some. We can't and shouldn't just take ourselves and our spiritual lives and just put it on a shelf and to say, well, that's nice. It's got a patina on it. It's, it's, it's a little worn down. It would take a lot of work to finish it up. We'll just put it there. We'll just leave it alone. Instead, I think we're called by today's gospel, this interchange of of light and salt and reflectiveness to be that which helps the world see what we truly are called to be. Back to the Navy for a moment. The Navy spends $3 billion a year fighting rust so that their ships don't sink. If they didn't, the rust would eat through the vessels and the ships would literally sink. The church is often talked about in terms of being a ship. If we let our faith, if we let our joy, our goodness, our flavor just sit on a shelf and tarnish, eventually it'll sink. We're called by our gospel, by our readings today, to do the difficult work of polishing ourselves up a bit, maybe helping our neighbor polish up a bit, and present not the perfect image. Don't get me wrong. We're not meant to be perfect, but we're meant to reflect the light of Christ as best we can. Let us in this celebration do just that, both receive and reflect that great love that we each have received, and to do so with great joy. you have enjoyed this homily and have gained something from it. For more from Spiritual Father, please visit spiritualfather.org, where you will find other homilies, blog articles, social media posts, as well as links to various projects. Thank you for the support. May our Lord and Savior bless you this day and every day to come.